two. It is. Yes, now we are at the 11.30 hour. And um, good morning again, Berkshires, and beyond listening on the World Wide Web. Welcome to another edition of What's Your Sign? I have your number. I am your host, Shavita Starr, here for the next hour on WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington, and those listening on the World Wide Web at www.berkshireradio.org. We have a truly wonderful show for you listeners today upon the lunar eclipse that completed in the wee hours this morning and the winter solstice that officially kicks off as we enter the evening hours tonight. I couldn't have a better treat for you other than the stellar talents of glamour astrologer Jenny Lynch, our honored guest today, who will be joining us for an hour abundant with advice and surprises for every sign. So stay tuned, dear listeners, as we are about to tell you once more how to make the most of that free will which you innately possess. Lost in the beauty of the sky and the World Wide Web. It's me, Shirita Star, welcoming you to another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. Today is Tuesday, the 21st of December, 2010, under the last moments of a sensitive 29 degrees Sagittarius sun. I've got an extra special treat for everyone listening today who will be joining me momentarily. And if you have ever taken a peek at the astrological wisdom in Glamour magazine, you already know the reason why you should stay tuned. But before I introduce my last treat and honored guest of 2010, today we find our sun is still at 29 degrees Sagittarius as our season of autumn truly says adios until our sun comes back around to Libra in 2011. This evening at 6.38 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will officially begin winter upon the solstice as our sun enters zero degrees Capricorn. As our sun embarks into the serious and toiling energies of the goat, when we celebrate the shortest day within our solar calendar year, our focus shifts from the enthusiastic and expansive energies of the archer, bringing things back down to earth where the integrity and duty of Capricorn lives to create structure within your zodiac pie. For the zodiac month ahead, we will be gathering back in the light from the darkest point of our year, and it is the Capricorn piece of your natal chart where you will feel the vibrant energy of the sun shining in your life. We optimally feel warmth and confidence within whatever sign the sun is passing through and are in our lives. Before this evening at 6.38 
p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We still have today's energies of the sun at the 29th degree of Sagittarius to conclude. This means the moon, this means this moon-guided degree, 2 plus 9 equals 11, 1 plus 1 equals 2, asks that we adhere to our imagination, sensitivity, and ability to nurture. Should any situations of pressure come our way, we are wise to respond with grace versus any kind of emotional reaction. This 29 tells us on a collective level that we should remember that trying on random acts of kindness, especially those involving charity, always aid in relieving the attraction of pressure to our lives. Our daily, or excuse me, our daytime hours today possess a nostalgic energy to take time to look at how cooperation works in your life, not only with others, but first and foremost with yourself. Taking on a chicken soup for the soul attitude equally brings ease and a complete sense of comfort to any situation. As we look to the 21st of December calendar date, we see that jovial Jupiter guides this expansive and karmic reward number. Today we are, as we say goodbye to the archer and welcome the goat, in the contagious energy of the 21, as 2 plus 1 reduces to 3, wherein Jupiter urges time spent in celebration, social activities, higher education, and idealism. This three energy will be the life of any Yule festivity you may be attending this evening, and you may just find there is a new philosophy you'll find from the fun that you'll have there. Adhering to keeping your heart light while not going overboard with the joy that can be found is highly recommended, so that one can still find the wisdom that Jupiter wishes to bestow upon you. Should you try to be overly excessive today, you may find your soul will be tested with a lesson needing to be learned. And one thing Jupiter is a big fan of is comedy. So remember the lexigram of the very word laughter, which through anagramming the letters contained within it to derive the phrases, gather a great heart heal, let the great laugh heal the great earth, and you can be sure you'll make the most of this day and then some. Our current moon has been in the sign of cancer since 4.22 a.m. Eastern Standard Time this morning, the 21st. The collective's feelings and emotions are now engaged in the energy of the crab through 7.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the 23rd of December. Even though sympathetic, sociable, and sensitive emotions are easily aroused, beware of indolent, timid, and moody feelings over these next couple days. While a Cancer Moon can engage a well-developed instinct, the capacity for cherishing and reliving experiences can occur. The door to romantic idealization is wide open as the crab prefers a passive mood well, when engaging with emotion, being its ruling planet is the one that governs, governs them. You'll find whenever a moon is passing through cancer, you are more influenced by your environment, especially within your home, and may feel the need to call your mother or simply look to exhibit your own nurturing abilities. While you more than likely may have been sleeping eight hours ago, it was at this time we concluded our recent waxing phase of the moon, precisely at 3.13 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as our lunar lady, lady peeked out in the realms of a 29-degree Gemini full moon. Four minutes later, there was a completion at this very degree, as the lunar eclipse occurred at, at 3.17 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be discussing with my very special guest today all about the possibilities the lunar eclipse hold holds for your free will a little later in today's show. As always, now marks the time of the month when we are best to now reflect upon what we recently put forth through those initiations and beginnings we implemented within our lives over the last two weeks since the new moon upon December 5th. So, in conjunction with the present Mercury retrograde, these next two weeks are perfect for review, reassessments, revisits. You know all of those RE words until the next new moon upon the 4th of January. 
We'll also be having a solar eclipse upon this day, and we'll be talking more about that during the next show, which happens to just fall on the 4th of January in 2011, two more weeks from today. Before we start celebrating the Universal New Year, we still have a winter solstice to be grateful for awaiting us this evening, and a lunar eclipse to take time to bask in reflection within and recognize where a completion is meant to unfold. As I have for everyone listening, I have as well for everyone listening today a very special gift upon this last show of 2010. It is truly a package full of wisdom and one that you'll have to feast your ears upon now to be able to soak it all in. Are you ready to open it? Esoteric New York Review says of a very special guest today, quote, Jenny Lynch is on the cutting edge of astrology, one of New York City's most fashionable and creative astrologers. Jenny Lynch, astrologer for Glamour Magazine, is one of New York's and the world's most admired and innovative astrologers. She is a learned teacher of astrological and other metaphysical phenomenon, a passionate and wise talent for a fresh and sophisticated look at our complex era. Her more than 30 years in-depth study of astrology and the metaphysical have brought her a well-earned and devoted following. Her wisdom reaches wide audiences and provides a strong foundation to bring the world new ways to frame grand and ordinary events. Jenny has rightfully earned a reputation as the astrologer's astrologer, teaching cutting-edge techniques and edgy interpretations to her colleagues. You can find Jenny on the web at uh, www.jennylynch.com, and that's Jenny spelled J-E-N-N-Y. It is an absolute honor to have the impeccable wisdom of Jenny Lynch returning to the show. Good morning, Jenny, and welcome. Good morning, Sharita. <laughs> happy solstice. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> yes, happy lunar. Did you see the lunar eclipse? No, but a lot of my friends stayed up to watch it, and yeah. um, that's why I say good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Wake they, up already. <laughs> they may just be waking up if they stayed up that late. No, we, I heard it was gorgeous. It, uh, you know, I wish we had the moment to see it here, but um, we were cloudy. <laughs> Yes, upstate was cloudy, I heard. It was, um, actually it was funny, the earlier part of the evening was gorgeous and the moon was, it was stellar, but um, around like 10, 30, 11 o'clock it started to get cloudy and I was like, oh no, and so we Don't couldn't worry. see it. Don't worry, there'll be more. <laughs> but what we could say about this eclipse is that it's the first time in hundreds of years that we had a lunar eclipse on the solstice. I know, I think it's like 372 years like uh, yeah, that? I believe it's uh, 1638 or something Was the like last that. exact yeah. time. Although in the 1600s, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, none of us were alive in this present incarnation at that time. Yes. <laughs> Maybe <yeah>. another one. <laughs> so it's, it's, always, it's always interesting to try to look ahead and see what's coming because we know that we're always evolving, right? We, we are, especially and for a loving. <laughs> and, and this is, eclipse was very, very powerful, actually, because um, it's also square to um, Uranus, and Pluto is in on it. Oh, yes, so, they are. <laughs> and the, the thing to note, um, you know, we'll talk about each sign soon, um, but I want to say that that Pluto-Uranus is going to start to square, and it's going to have seven squares over the next few years, I believe from 2012 to 2015. And... Um, of course, back in 1960s, uh, we had the Uranus-Pluto conjunction. So 
that's why astrologers say that the, you know, this is the 60s reloaded. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. the ideas of the 60s will be coming back in a, in a big manner. And it's so interesting. If we can talk about politics for a few minutes, we, right? Oh, I don't think anybody's going to mind that. Okay. Well, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, so it, it's coming back for the first time in a long time. And, you know, we have Uranus going into Aries, right? And oh, we'll talk yeah. about that, what that means for each sign in a minute. But from the books, it says, Uranus in the sign of Aries indicates people whose mission is to blaze new trails in science and social reform. And it goes on to say they have courage, daring, initiative, and resourcefulness. But when Uranus is afflicted in Aries, there will be explosive, impulsive, political, fanatic, violent, um, indiscrimination in the rejection of the past. So um, we could also talk about the fact that Pluto entered Capricorn a couple of years ago, I believe in 2008, and mm-hmm. we thought that, you know, this is when the banks started to fail, right, because yep. Capricorn rules banks, it also rules governments, and this is a time until Pluto leaves Capricorn, which is 2017, I believe, um, this is a time when we're dealing with political and economic structures, and we have to break them down, and we have to develop new concepts of government, new concepts of banking and, and finance and stuff like that, which brings us to the Federal Reserve. Many of you must have heard that the Federal Reserve is actually a banking cartel or a monopoly, and that in the, uh, our Constitution, it says we should print our own money, but in 1910, um, a couple of bankers got together, and they, they took uh, a train down to Jekyll Island, right? And they, they drew up this uh, company called the Federal Reserve, and they said, we're going to print your money for you, and we're going to charge you interest. Mm-hmm. And in 2008, in March of 2008, they made $9 trillion bailing out the banks, and the, the banks failed again. But guess who pays the interest? The taxpayers. Sure they do. So we need to dismantle the Federal Reserve. That, that's one of our missions, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and you know Uranus and Aries might just uh, get, get that job done. <laughs> it may, but I also want to tell you, I have a friend who's um, a, quite a remarkable finance astrologer. His name is uh, Bill Meridian, and I was just reading on his website. He said, I was asked to come and speak about the Federal Reserve, and I declined. But ah. my friend accepted, and later he wondered why his life was going downward. <laughs> because they have so much power, and it is kind of a, a touchy subject, you know, it, to it, talk about um, things like this. But let's just say that we're not in the mood to put up with anything. Sixty-six percent of all the people voted against this Bush tax, which will let the rich hold on to their money yeah. so that they pay less of percentage than the working class so that they can jumpstart the economy, says Mayor Bloomberg, which I don't think that the rich are going to get us jobs. I think they're going to buy more art and take more vacations. Yeah, probably. All yeah. right. So having said all of this, you know, <laughs> what, we, what we had is that gigantic T-square, and it actually was on my birthday. <laughs> and uh-huh. It was Pluto, Uranus, and uh, Saturn up in the sky. And we thought that something big would happen, but it's just taking forever to get anything in motion. Mm-hmm. However, this eclipse, uh, being so close to the world's cardinal axes, that's is right. definitely is definitely uh, stepping it up, and um, what we're going to have now is uh, a lot a lot of action from this point forward. Now, uh, my one of my mentors, Gary Christian from Astrolab, was saying, 
you know, this eclipse isn't so bad. You know, Venus is there and everything is fine for a couple of months. <laughs> and after that, you know, then you're going to see that the Hades is still standing on the Cardinals. And he definitely thinks what we have to deal with in in the next few years is uh, food supply shortages mm-hmm. and also water. Water will be a big issue. And people water is uh, for it. Def- water is definitely, they have, you know, I think they've predicted for years that, you know, the wars that we will fight. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we, water wars, right? hopefully we won't continue to fight, which is really never the answer anyway, as history is pretty much proven. But no. um, yeah, the, the wars are going to be about water. Yes, and <laughs> scary. But you know what? Luckily, luckily, what we have coming up is this beautiful Jupiter Uranus conjunction in Aries, the sign of pioneering. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm looking so, forward to uh, that. <laughs> yeah, if you've been waiting for the next new wave, if you missed out buying Google stock or Apple stock when it was, you know, 40 bucks. <laughs> yeah, but it was affordable. <laughs> yeah, there will be another chance for you to jump in there. And uh, some people think that the stock market will continue to go up because, um, after all, everybody puts their IRA money in there. And most of all, because... Um, there is going to be a lot of media block out about what's going on financially in the world. And one of the top Chinese um, uh, financiers said that right now everybody's talking about Europe and it's going to be that way for the next six months. But he says the U.S. is in far worse shape than Europe is. And we won't even know about it until it hits us in the face. Right. So, yeah. But, uh, let's, let's move on to lighter topics. Lighter topics. Uh, <laughs> okay, so next year, 2011, we are actually going to have four solar eclipses and two lunars, right? Yeah, we yeah. are. It's going to be very exciting. Wait a minute. Let me just is, that, is that correct? You, you yeah, know. let's see. We have, B- being um, it is Mercury lunar. retrograde. <laughs> yeah, Mercury is retrograde, so forgive me. That's um, okay. It's okay, <laughs> all good. Sol- we're going to have a solar eclipse on January 4th. Yes. And that's going to be 13 Capricorn. Yep, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it will be. And then we're going to have, actually, that's going to be squaring Saturn. So there will be, there will be issues coming along with It'll that It will be some interesting things, but... Um, Probably uh, mostly stock market stuff, and, yeah. you know, finance reports. I, I ultimately say with this lunar eclipse, which just occurred early this morning, that the clearing out that, we, that you do, the completion that you arrived at, and things that you want to get out of the way, are going to make room for what's going to show up in that uh, Capricorn house and how that will unfold, because that's going to trigger the new to, yes. you know, kind of pop Definitely. out and say hi to us. Some, some website said, wear white and fast and clean your house and pray all day during the eclipse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true they say, you know, I mean, uh, you are, uh, to me, whatever thoughts you're having have, have intention and, and energy. Um, but, yes, the things that you think about and contemplate during the eclipse is very important for the future, for anybody's future. Um, so, yes, good intended, good intentioned thoughts will yes. bring good reward <laughs> later on. So, so, actually, what I'm seeing here is that we're going to have, yes, two lunar, well, here, a Let's solar see. eclipse on the 4th. Yeah. Another solar eclipse on June 1st, and mm-hmm. that's at uh, 11 Gemini. Yeah. If anybody has any points there. You know, close personal points, midheaven, ascendant, mm-hmm. right? To your then Gemini. another one, June 15th, and that's 24, well, 24 Sag. And then we have another solar, July 1st, and that is going to be 9 degrees Cancer. Well, so June and July are like 
loaded yeah, there. Just, just <laughs> fall out of the park. Yeah. And we have November 25th, another eclipse, and this one is solar, and it's at 2 degrees of Sag. Mm-hmm. And then we have a lunar on December the 10th, and that is 18 degrees Gemini. Gemini, yeah. And then we have another lunar on December 21st. No, 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 I'm sorry, that's it. I, that's okay. it. No, nope, that'll be the pairs. <laughs> yeah, they always come in pairs. Okay, so um, what we could talk about right now, though, I think the, the main big thing is that um, Jupiter is going into Aries, and um, this is going to be exciting. It was there once, and it backed up, right? Yeah, yeah, we just got a little, I think it went to, what, like three, it was like three or four, maybe even five degrees Aries, but then, it, yeah, once it started retrograding, that was the end of that. So people started to think bigger, yeah. you know, and, and certainly they, they thought about making change in their life. And uh, we could actually tell uh, people that if uh, Jupiter, when Jupiter goes into Aries on January 22nd, uh, it will be there for good this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's there so quickly. It just buzzes right through there. And then by the summer, it's in, it's in Taurus already. I know. That's and, all they you know, get. <laughs> Yeah, so, so if you're in Aries, if you're in Aries, by the way, you know what's going to happen is that uh, Jupiter goes into Aries, and then Uranus goes into Aries. So yeah. You have two planets in your sign, but Uranus goes into Aries on March 12th. Yeah, so it takes a little while. And it, it doesn't really get until April the 2nd that Mars enters Aries as well. Oh, so that's going to stimulate some stuff. <laughs> yeah, so basically, whatever idea that they have in January... They have to wait a little bit before they can act on it. Before that comes through. So they have to plan it, right? And Um, an Aries needs to plan always anyway, so (laughs) get those ideas going that they strike up all the time. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's a very enterprising sign, so this is going to be an exhilarating time for them. They finally have something to get excited about, right? Oh, sure. Because they're a fire sign, and fire signs need to be excited. Yeah, you know, they, they love being excited. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Now, if you want to talk a little bit about uh, each sign, we could say that, you know, Jupiter going into Taurus is, like if you're a Taurus, right? Yeah. Or, you know, I do the, the sun sign stuff. We put the Taurus on the ascendant, mm-hmm. right? Or if you have Taurus rising, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, then Jupiter... If you have a Taurus rising, then Jupiter is going to be running through your 12th house very quickly. As you mentioned, it's mm-hmm. going to go into Taurus soon after that, right? And um, so it's, it, again, gives a time to prepare yourself because once it goes into Taurus, then that's the time to come out with, with your, your new style. The new stuff, know, the new yeah. Flip. The world's going to see the Tauruses a little differently than they ever have. So, yeah, and Jupiter doesn't really go into Taurus until I think it's, uh, um, early June, around yeah. June 4th. Yeah. So that would be their lucky time. They would be meeting new people. They, they would be needing, uh, you know, some, some fresh new experiences in life. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have Jupiter going through your first house, it's a time, too, for you to travel, right, have new experiences. Mm-hmm. So um, It's like a new is, mask that you put on. Yes. Yeah, yes, a new mask, a new style, yeah. things like that. And um, for Gemini's, you know, Jupiter's going to be going through their 11th house uh, once it goes into Aries. So mm-hmm. in January, mid-January, you're going to be looking for some new friends. Mm-hmm. Jupiter in the 11th house is excellent for joining organizations. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes if you see Jupiter linked 
to Venus and Jupiter is going through the 11th house, I tell my clients, you know, you, the only way you're going to find, you know, the, the, your partner is to join a group. Right, you know, sure. Whether it's a sure. Yeah. group or, you know, a study group, uh, you know, anything like that. Because yeah. that's, that's, it's tied to Venus, so it means that this is... The, probably the best place yeah. to find the person. And, it's, and Jupiter is, you know, always, uh, there's always a stroke of luck where Jupiter is hanging out. Yes. <laughs> kind of. And, yes, and talking about a stroke of luck, we should really look at when Jupiter and Uranus are actually going to be right together again. Oh, yeah, when is that little conjunction there? We had that going. That was going on over the summertime. Yes. Right before that Saturn-Uranus opposition went down. And then, where did they, did they just get, well, what, Uranus only got to zero anyway, I do believe, so they, when did they exact? Um, I'm was looking at the ephemeris here. <laughs> that was right I around, um, like, what am oh, I looking at here? Yes, it's going to be uh, just before New Year's that they're going to be. Um, yeah, just, just right, at, oh, you know, because, like, Jupiter will be conjunct Uranus. Exactly, on that eclipse, I believe. Yeah, around 26 degrees, it says. All right, it's almost 27 degrees Pisces. If anybody's out there and they have 27 degrees Pisces in their horoscope, they are due for a good stroke of luck. Mm. Even mm -hmm. if it's your north node, or if it's your mid-heaven, yep. especially in terms of business, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you have Venus there, then this is one of the most probably exciting romantic times of your life, you yeah. know? You're never going to have those two on your Venus again. No, <laughs> not in this lifetime anyway. <laughs> yeah, and if it was on your moon, you know, it might be a time when you, you know, get lucky with real estate or a, a family development, you mm -hmm. know? So we can kind of uh, play with this. And if it's on your Mercury, then, in, you know, certainly it's a wonderful time to present something, um, maybe try to get published. Um, and... Uh, and if it's on your Mars, then, you know, it's a blessing for any new project that you're going to be doing, yeah, right? It's going to give that spark an extra oomph. Yes. And so for Geminis, that, you know, it's all about connecting with other people for the first half of the year because that's where your luck is. It's in the house, mm -hmm. the 11th house of group associations and networking. Yeah. And um, so um, if we want to talk about cancers, what they can expect a little bit with this Jupiter-Uranus, Okay. Well, let's say that, you know, it's very good because Jupiter is going to be at the top of their chart entering their 10th house of profession. Mm -hmm. So it means that they will be lucky, they will be chosen, they could get promoted. But because Uranus is so close by, they might even land a job if they've been out of work, right? Right. Possibly so, because Uranus uh, is a, a, a game changer, they might even decide to leave one job and jump and for another. And go right to another. And something innovative that they, it comes from, because uh, Uranus is always about the unexpected. So it, it may come from like, it's something they haven't even planned. <laughs> yeah. No, it, you know what's interesting too is uh, people are going to be really excited for the first part of 2011. The, yeah. You know, this, this is an exhilarating time. Um, Definitely. This is a time when people want to become involved in projects, and they want to do something. They'll step a little bit out of their comfort zone, mm -hmm. a little bit out of you know being just taking care of me, and they want to. So it's drop the me and pick up the we time, right? right. Yeah, exactly. So, but uh, they will be lucky. The Cancers will be lucky with that Jupiter up at the top, and um, we talk about uh, Leos, okay? Uh, it, you know. What do we want to say about Leos is that Jupiter will be going into their ninth house, 
and the ninth house represents things like publishing, mm-hmm. traveling, higher education, philosophies, foreign affairs. So all of these things are, are, are where they're going to be luckiest most. This is the biggest growth for them is, is in their ninth house. You know, let's say. I, I, I like that. I, I just got my passport. Ah, very good. <laughs> As yeah. a fellow Leo, Leo, I hope to be traveling in February. <laughs> yes, all Leo should go traveling. And um, yes, and, and because, you know, Leo is a fire sign and, and Aries is a fire sign, it's going to be a lucky year for them in general. Right. You know, an expansive year. When Jupiter is trying their sun, they feel like they want to move forward as well, you know. That's the thing. People are not, it, there's a restlessness, and people don't want to put up with things so much next year. That's right. You know? Yes. It's, it, it's making people want to, want to live a really good life in you the know? now. Yeah. And some of this may have to do with being more collective, as I said, picking up the we. Um, some astrologers believe that um, we're going to go into more communal living situations. Yeah, um, and I think that, that's a lot to do, too. With, with It's a long-term transit that's going on there, but with that Pluto and Capricorn, you know, it's transforming, you know, those traditional values that we've adapted over the years, but that are meant to go back to something a lot more simplified um, right. than what we've been experiencing, um, you know, during the 90s and even the, the zero-digit years and, um, you know, things that kind of went, well, you know, I mean, life kind of got blown out of proportion a little bit, I think. Well, look, look what happened in the last 10 years to my neighborhood. I mean, yes, well, that is true. The last 40 years, but I'll just talk about the last 10 years. 10 years, and I was living in your neighborhood 10 years ago, and yes, it's drastically different now. It's, 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 meta, it's totally transformed. And there are armies of young people out there with yoga mats, and they're <laughs> all going and doing their yoga, which which tells you what? Do they want to be in the office? Do they want to be strapped to no. a 90, 9 to 5, and they nope. deal with taxes and deal with responsibilities? No, they'd rather be on the yoga mat, playing their music, um, re- reading a book, um, meditating, uh, drinking you know healthy foods, eating healthy foods, drinking green drinks, going to the spas. And so it's, it's definitely, I think that what we're going to see is more of a lifestyle trend going on here where people want to drop some of the, some of the things that are limiting and they yes. want to move into a more holistic life, okay? Yes. And this is because, don't forget, utopia is coming, you know? We've got Neptune coming into Pisces this That's going so to be intense. It's going to make us all extremely idealistic. Sure thing. Um, the political stuff will come more in 2012 when the Uranus-Pluto starts kicking in, mm-hmm. but uh, next year looks like a, a, a honey of a year. It's a honey um, of a year. And yeah, guess, it's a um, honey year. And guess, no, no. now, hold on one <laughs> second, Jenny, guess what time it is. Is it 12 o'clock? It is. <laughs> Already. Is <the> show over? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is noontime here at WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. And um, we, we are going to take a little pause to tell our local listeners what's, what's cooking. And uh, we will be right back with Jenny Lynch um, for the second half of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number. We'll be right back with you, Jenny. Okay. So what's cooking out there? We have a couple PSAs for um, our local listeners. What's, what's happening in our Berkshire area here? 
and what did I, I had found a goody one here. How about, because it's the holidays, a holiday present. On Tuesday, December 28th at 11 a.m., the Lenox Library will host the storytelling program, A Holiday Present. Award-winning author and storyteller Mark Binder will tell multicultural, humorous, and heartwarming holiday stories. Great for all ages. Uh, Lenox Library is located at 18 Main Street in Lenox. And for more information, give them a call at 413-637-0197. And again, that's Tuesday, December 28th at 11 a.m. Great thing to take your kids to because I guarantee you won't be, they won't be going to school that day because it's holiday break. Good things to do on holiday break. And what else do we have here? How about, this looks like something interesting. Oh, this is coming up in the new year. Berkshire Botanical Beekeeping. Beekeeping for Gardeners will take place on Saturday, January 22nd, and that's in the new year, 2011, from 9 a.m. to 12 noon at the Berkshire Botanical Garden. This workshop is designed for everyone with an interest in honeybees and beekeeping. Students will learn how to start a bee, honeybee colony and the seasonal management required to keep a healthy hive of bees. Pre-registration is required. The Berkshire Botanical Garden is located in Stockbridge at the intersection of Routes 102 and 183. For more information, you can also call 413-298-3926. And that is uh, the Beekeeping for Gardeners Workshop, Saturday the 22nd of January in our new year from 9 a.m. until noon. And yes, those are some great things going on in our local community. So... You're listening to me. I'm Sharita Starr, and I welcome you back to the second half of What's Your Sign? I have your number. My honored guest today is Glamour Astrologer Jenny Lynch. We've been having a fabulous time discussing um, all that's going on with our recent lunar eclipse, and also we're in the midst of uh, journeying through the Zodiac discussing how Jupiter and Uranus will be affecting your new year. Um, And again, you can find Jenny on the web at uh, www.jennylynch.com. Welcome back to the show, Jenny. And you, you also have a new little project that you have online, too. That's um, astrologyohm.com. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Um, well, that, that I have to still work on. Oh, I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry to say that's I'm okay. so busy doing all these other things that I... I not ready yet. Okay. <laughs> well, that will come out in, um, in your... That'll come out in the spring when all that stuff's happening in your publishing world, right? <laughs> hopefully that'll be done by March, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it, is, it is a website where I'm, I'm uh, incorporating my love of yoga and uh, my passion for astrology and um, doing interviews with different yogis, talking about uh, how they can better their life through astrology and yoga. Nice. And, um, you know, other, other things that I find noteworthy, you know, I'll put up on that website mm-hmm. because I have a lot of friends into... Uh, health and uh, nutrition, and there's always a lot of uh, controversy surrounding that, even menopause for that reason, um, that, you know, lately I have so many young women are coming to me and they don't know anything about what I've been through, okay. <laughs> 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 and so it's, it's nice to tell them, okay, honey, now this is what's going to be happening to your body, yeah, okay. you know, as your hormones leave your body, uh-huh. you're going to need to seek alternatives to, yeah. in order to feel good and, and keep the blood flowing to the right places, yeah, and, and so keep anyway, things balanced. I, 
So I, I've just got done studying a lot about these things, you know, and I'll be sharing them on the new website. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we look forward to that in the new year then. Yes, Some yes. new things happening. That's, that's more of the breakthroughs that um, Uranus and Jupiter will be, will be doing yeah, for you. definitely. I love Uranus that. Uranus and Jupiter. We love okay, that. Okay, so um, I want to um, uh, finish up going around the Zodiac yeah. because we can't leave those poor Virgos out. Oh, no. Virgos no, they're going to be worried if you don't talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that Saturn was in Virgo and, you know, uh, you know, they had their their challenges, you know. They sure they, did. They sure they did. Had, uh, if they had a Saturn in Virgo in their horoscope, they had their challenges because Uranus was tied to it. Yeah. And so, you know, their ups and downs and, you know, things are maybe going to improve now. <laughs> I, I would definitely say for the Virgos, most Virgos I know, things have broken through since that Saturn got out of there over the summertime. So, yes, I, most Virgos I know are, are kind of returning to normal, <laughs> yeah. whatever that means. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's done. A lot of the maturing, the evolution, mm -hmm. the challenges, the growth, you know, yeah. what you want to call it, is, is completed uh, for now, for now. Exactly. For, for another 28 years. <laughs> yes. So you have Jupiter and Uranus entering their eighth house of other people's money and resources. Mm -hmm. If they're industrious and they need backing for their projects, they will be able to get it. Uh -huh. um, it may also uh, increase uh, their intimacy level, because the eighth house does rule that. And it, if they have an interest in the occult or astrology, uh, they might make big gains in that area as well because mm -hmm. uh, the eighth house is the house of the mysteries of life sure whether whether it is yoga astrology or, yeah. or reincarnation and, and they'll even probably uncover some about themselves <laughs> yes and virgos should get you know they should prepare themselves because soon um you know in june um jupiter will enter taurus Oh, and that's that will be the ninth them, house yeah. now, that's the house as we mentioned before publishing mm -hmm. traveling higher education some of them may decide to go back to school and because the Jupiter in Taurus will be trying to Virgo, it, it will, she'll be an easy transition mm, for them if they mm -hmm. decide to do these things. Yeah. And, like you know, that. Jupiter doesn't come to, the tenth, to their 10th house until 2012. So that right. means they have two years to prepare for their professional uh, debut. Big, <laughs> big professional changes going on, yes, for Virgos yeah. at that time. Absolutely. Now, um, let's talk about... Libra, Libra. Libras. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> well, you know, it hasn't been so easy for them either because they have no. Saturn going through their sign. People yeah. often find that Saturn is limiting or challenging, but definitely it's it's doing work, yeah. you know, when it's going through your sign. And, it, you know, you got to welcome these periods because they show you what you've been doing wrong. Exactly. That's a perfect way to phrase it. That is so true. It's like whatever's not working, it's going to need to be altered. You know, right. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting something different to happen. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? So it's interesting here because Saturn is the tester. Yes. And if something is not going to not going to serve you in your future, now is the time you let it go when Saturn yep. is there. Yep. Saturn says, drop that. Drop that idea of doing private yogas and running all over Midtown. You're going to be 48 next year. <laughs> you need to be thinking about going back to school and getting a profession so that you you don't have the energy that you have when you're 20, exactly. when you're 50. No, so, you, you know, it, So it will tell you, you know, or if a marriage is not working, 
better drop this now and find someone who's really on your spiritual wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, so that you don't have all this conflict as you age into your, you know, because that's, that's what we... So Saturn is, is only takes away things that will not... Uh, Sustain for the long term, yeah. 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 So now, but lucky Libras are going to get a little break because Jupiter and Uranus are going to go into their house of partnerships. And uh-huh. what's more important to a Libra than a partnership, uh, right? They have to relate. That's so true. <laughs> they got to have somebody around. <laughs> so if they're in business for themselves... Uh, they may find they have more clientele mm-hmm. because the seventh house is also the house of clients. Yeah. Um, so, they, you know, they can expand through uh, consulting others, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, people will hear of them, you know. This is what I've been doing lately is sometimes I barter my astrology just to keep my practice because, it, you know, like lots of times I'm booked and sometimes I'm not. Yeah. And when I'm not, I'll, I'll take somebody who doesn't have money and I'll work with them, and that way I have a daily practice. Sure. <laughs> so then what happens is they tell a friend, and they tell another friend, and it comes and it, back anyway. It right? sure does. It always does. Yep. So it's good for Libras to barter this year. Mm-hmm. And um, with Uranus going in there, you know what? They might even want to change a relationship mm. or set new game rules for their relationships. Yeah. You know? things gonna, Something's going to change, you yep. know? if. If your guy goes out and plays poker every Thursday night and leaves you alone. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to tolerate this anymore. <laughs> you might say, bring me with you, honey. <laughs> or, t- yeah, or take me with you, exactly. <laughs> or start your own poker game, right? <laughs> yeah. So this is the idea is to shake it up, make it fun for both partners. Um, you, know, that, you know, certainly some people might be more into open relationships than ever before. I don't highly recommend these things. Uh, <laughs> far too challenging. But yeah. um, the following year, Jupiter is going to go, like by June, Jupiter enters their eighth house of other people's backing and, mm-hmm. and sex and, you know, ex- and intimate and extreme relationship experiences, shared experiences. So actually, if they wanted to shake up a relationship, what they should think about doing is taking a nice adventure together during mm. the summer. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because then they can go to Bali or wherever they always dreamt to go, someplace exotic, and have like a real peak experience. Sure. Together. Absolutely. All right. Because that Saturn's been. They need to. And, and, and that's what I say, too. You know, where when Saturn is around, it's like it's good to treat yourself. You know, still be. be be good to yourself because you know you got to lessen the the lessen the lessons Saturn's trying to throw your way. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. One of my yoga teachers that I admire quite a bit, a young girl, uh, came and she dropped a piece of paper on the floor. After she left, I I picked it up and it said, "You deserve treats. Buy yourself presents." <laughs> and she's a Libra. <laughs> oh, she's well. She's right in she's, tune with herself. <laughs> she's got Saturn on her son, and she has to remember. To buy herself treats. Well, good for her. Good for her. Okay, so now let's talk about the Scorpios oh, because Scorpio. you know after Saturn goes through Libra, it's going to come into Scorpio. It sure so is. So they have to get ready for for um, for their time of change, mm-hmm. you know, and and endurance and testing if they've been on the right path, you know, if things need to, you know, if they can sustain themselves or not. Mm-hmm. So they are coming into a challenging time, and it's good to know so that you don't do something that. Uh, let's say you don't invest all your money in a project that you think for sure is going to fly because with Saturn coming, you know it's going to be hard work, right? right? Yeah. So don't do anything too crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, Jupiter and Uranus are actually going to go through their house of work. <laughs> so uh, certainly, uh, you know, 
this is a good time for setting up daily regimes. It's the sixth house we're talking about. Yeah, that um, and a routine, yeah, and what our habits are like. Yeah, supposedly uh, it's a good time uh, for health, but I find it a, a wonderful time to find new doctors and mm-hmm. dentists. Right. Because, or, or we can talk about pets when we talk about the sixth house, yeah, right? Yeah, the pets too, absolutely. So if you don't have a honey, buy, buy yourself a little pet. Yeah. And um, and that'll snuggle up, up with something furry. <laughs> yeah, it'll make it'll make you happy actually, because that's you know Jupiter is like what makes you happy and what's lucky for and, you. And Jupiter loves to... animals too. I mean, the sixth house is about the pets as well, but Jupiter being there is like kind of like yeah, Jupiter's like animal, bring it on. <laughs> yes, and you know what? It's also the house of coworkers mm-hmm. and work situations. So yep. you'll find that you know as of January uh, this situation in your work may improve somebody may be let go or you get a better office um stuff like that yeah, right stuff like that and then that. of course in june they're going to have jupiter go into their house of partners so if they're single this is one of the best times to find somebody yeah right it's gonna be a happy summer for the tourists i mean for the tourists for the um Happy summer for Taurus too, scorps. but ha- for the Scorps, <laughs> for the Eagles, may they fly high and soar. <laughs> yes, well, Scorpios are some of the most interesting people I ever meet, and mm-hmm. every time I meet one, I say, "Oh, so you're a Scorpio?" Mm. I say. I never met a Scorpio who thought that life was easy, and they say, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're governed by Pluto. I mean, he's always transforming the landscape, so that's like, right. it's, it's, it's a good stick. <laughs> they tend to get themselves into intense situations, whether yeah. they, they hold a lot of power yeah. or they deal with power struggles. Mm-hmm. There's always a lot of, of intense issues. Yeah, in a Scorpio. Yeah, that's what it's they do. It's not lighthearted like Libra, you know. No, not at all. No, totally different. You're a fixed water energy. You are going to deal with the depths. (laughs) Yeah, ride those rapids. Yeah. Okay, so Sagittarius. um, You know, they're going to have Jupiter go through their house of love. Okay, the fifth house of true love. Oh, boy. And, And Uranus is going through there, too. So the fifth house, we know, rules children, creative pursuits, you know, creative self-expression mm-hmm. it may inspire them to take a, a, a course. It, it amazes me how many people I read for, and I see talent in their horoscope, and I say, you know, you have musical talent. Have you? Do you play an instrument? They said, no. Yeah. No. I said, go. I said, it's not right. too late. I started playing tabla when I was 50. Yeah. It's not too late to pick up an instrument. No, it never is. Enjoy. Never is. So this is their year to get in touch with their, their creative energy mm-hmm. and Procreative energy, maybe decide to have children mm-hmm. or, you know, start working with children more. And um, maybe some changes are going on, too, you know, because Uranus goes in that fifth house. They they may find their clock is ticking, that they're mm-hmm. ready to have children. You know, yeah, it's all I, good stuff. And, and I think, too, with, when you've got that they're, the ideas they have creatively will be, you know, really things that have, it's like a, it'll hit them over the head. Like, coming out of nowhere, oh, wow. Like, a totally new invention about how they do express that creativity comes can totally come out of them, so. Yes, and, you know, especially if they're, if those eclipses coming up are going to hit them. That's true, two, too. Two degrees mm. Sagittarius and 24 Sagittarius next year. Yeah, that's going to be powerful for them as well. Yeah. Nice expect a peak experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, when you, when you got Uranus and Jupiter there, it's going to be a peak experience. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I call the fifth house the house of French kissing because it's also the house of play. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, fun. Uh, so, like, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, if you're gonna, you know, get married, it's the seventh house. But if you just want to play around and have fun, it's the fifth house. Yeah. yeah. In fact, some if you have an afflicted seventh house, astrologers will tell you don't marry, just you know, enjoy. Yeah. Know, just enjoy it. So now Capricorns, uh, they have been having Pluto going through their sign, major transformation in the Saturn mm -hmm. squaring, mm -hmm. I, you know, and yeah. they feel the pressure more than ever to complete the goals that they have set for themselves. Because mm -hmm. have you ever met a Capricorn that didn't have goals? Not, not too many of them. <laughs> uh, there's very few. They're the most ambitious ones in the bunch. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, if they got hit by the Pluto or the Saturn, they may have had the wind knocked out of them a little bit temporarily, but yes. they'll find something but again. But this too shall pass, as I say. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, Jupiter and Uranus will be going in their fourth house, and that's the house of real estate, home, and family. So, and also spending, it's, it's called, I call it the house of intimacy, knowing yourself, because yeah. that's when you meditate, you're in your fourth house, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's the deeper part of you. It's also the later part of life. And if you have good planets there, that means that, in, you know, in your 80s or something, you'll be busy and happy. Mm -hmm. um, but for them, this is a good year to move in with somebody or to buy real estate or to um, improve family living situations or to redecorate their homes. Yeah. Well, you know, and just stuff. maybe spend, just enjoy being home more, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's where we get back to that thing about the, the change in values. Yeah. That people are going to want to be living more of a life and it's so fascinating because when i grew up i remember like my my ancestors telling me my my family telling me when i was a kid i was working in a coal mine when i was eight years old <laughs> <laughs> you kids got it easy i didn't have food we had to put a baked apple in our pocket no a baked potato in our pocket to keep our hands warm wow <laughs> And the stories that you would hear about how tough it was yeah. back in the 20s and sure. you know, immigrants and such. But now, you see, we have, we have so much freedom now that for the first time, you know, in, in, in the last few decades, we can actually consider what our midheaven is. Because before, we were based survival-based. Yeah. Now we can explore our inner landscape and our midheaven represents what we truly want out of life, what mm -hmm. we wish to become. Yeah. And we can dream and we can try to reach our dreams now. Yeah. It's a, a remarkable period to be alive, right? It, it oh, it definitely is. I, I would say I would never want to go back and, and, oh, and, no, any, any further. <laughs> no, no, those are, those are hard times. Harder right? times, no. yeah. Okay, now we have to cover all the signs, right? We've got two more. <laughs> Aquarius. <laughs> So for Aquarius, um, you know, Jupiter's going to go through the third house, and Uranus will come in, in March. And so this means that this is a time to learn, to teach. Uh, you know, it's favorable for brothers and sisters and it, being active in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, chart trips and journeys, yes. Um, it's basically a little revolution in their thinking. Is what yeah, I'm absolutely. That. Innovative yeah. thinking that will come out of them. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, and it could be working with media projects or Facebooking and blogging and mm -hmm. stuff like that because that's all third house activities. Yeah. And then a little bit later it goes into the fourth house, the Jupiter in June. And so then this is, a, you know, a great time for home and family uh, affairs, right? Uh, I want to talk about Pisces. And then if it's okay with you, I want to talk about um, Neptune. Okay. Cool. Uh, uh, we are, uh, I'm all ears. Okay. <laughs> Do so it all. For the, for the Pisces, Pisces have been actually having a good time 
because Jupiter's been in their sign all year. Yeah, they have you know, been. For most of the year, yeah. Yep. And um, so it was, you know, kind of an easy year for them. Yeah. Um, you know, they may have had the new experiences or, you know, stuff like that. But now it's going into their house of money, the second house of... And so what's going to happen for them is there's going to be a shift because Uranus always brings a change, right? Yeah, sure does. Uranus in there in March. And Jupiter going in the house of money can mean two things. Either you're making more or spending more. <laughs> <laughs> or you got to watch what you're taking. Yeah, you don't want to spend everything you earn so as fast as you take it in. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you do have to be careful. Mm -hmm. But what the good thing is, with the Uranus coming in there, it means that there's a shift in values. Yeah. So yeah. for my P young women. Pretty drastic when, shift Yeah, when in I values. write for Glamour magazine, and I see this going into the second, I say, okay, it looks like you're ready to raise the bar in your relationships. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because the guy that's cute, that has the money in the bank, that's being stingy, is not going to make it for you in the future. Mm. Okay? <laughs> you know, you need the guy that maybe doesn't have so much money, but is willing to share, you know, a, a lot more of his life with you. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a change. And do I want to work all the time, or can I can I cut back and and can I have more free time and and just not go out to dinner so much? You know yeah. what I mean? Give up a few things. You know, mm -hmm. Pisces love to give things up, right? They're, they're well, <laughs> yes. They're they're looking to save the whole entire world anyway, most of the time. So yeah, and of course this you know can inspire um, their um, um, what do you call it? Their uh, their urge to serve humanity as mm -hmm. well because they're going to have Neptune go into their sign this year. Yeah, that's going to be and fun. Let me just find out when it's, I have it in my notes here. Neptune enters Pisces April 4th. Yep. If you're having a baby sometime after April 4th, then they're going to have Neptune in their Pisces in their chart. This means that all the babies, actually, it doesn't mean just your baby, but it means all the babies are going to be born with acute awareness enlightenment yeah. um, you see more mystics and sages being born then mm -hmm. these are inspired people and um so and and it's also artistic yeah and, Neptune yeah, and they, they only they only get that for a little bit and then when does and that? then it goes back yeah it'll it'll retro when does neptune start let me go look at the neptune starts retrograding in the beginning of june and then it'll go back into Aquarius in August on the uh, 4th of August. So they get oh, a little taste. They'll get a little taste. Okay. I don't have my animation page on <laughs> But uh, so Neptune. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Neptune in Pisces is a wonderful thing to have. You know, just like uh, other Neptunes. Yeah, we haven't like. seen this in quite a few years. Um, Neptune so hasn't been in Pisces in God knows how long. <laughs> this is going to be a very idealistic year. Mm -hmm. You're going to see all kinds of new fashion come yeah, out. Yeah, oh yeah. You're going to see, like, I, this is what I'm seeing, okay? I'm seeing ruffled blouses with pastels and mm. paisleys. Mm -hmm. Things like from the 60s, you know? Dreamy. Look, yeah, dreamy. You know, you know, I am a little tired of looking at... I'm sorry, but a lot of my clients are fashion designers, and I, just, I am tired of black, gray, and plaid. Please. Yes, can we lighten that up a little bit? Yes. But, um, yeah, so once, once Neptune goes in there and stays there, uh, we, are, we are ready for, like, a whole new paradigm. 
and you know what? You know, astrologers are always funny because they say, oh, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. You know, every time there's an aspect in the sky, like the harmonic convergence and, and, and uh, the harmonic concordance, and then the T square. Even I thought that the T square was going to bring something big, right? Well, and I thought too over the summer. Yeah, there was going to be something pretty significant going down, and you know, we, we kind of, you know, it, it just didn't wasn't seem. But you know what? Crazy. We could, what we could safely say is there's a lot happening that the media is not covering. Well, that's true too. <laughs> yeah, and one of the things <laughs> that I can guarantee I can, you, <laughs> if I can talk about it for a second, one of the things is this disclosure project. Apparently, there's more and more UFO sightings going on. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there's no, there's very, it's always a joke in the news, right? Nobody wants to talk about it, take it seriously, and yet um, there's. There's a whole bunch of reports that have been filed that have not been released, and apparently Brazil, uh, the Brazilian government, I think, asked them to release the file, and I think there's a movement in England now asking them to, to release the UFO files. And so this is what a lot of people are thinking about in the 2012 period. Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to, there's going to be a little bit more to that story uh, coming our way. Um, people's belief systems about that are going to significantly <laughs> whether they want to believe it or not it's going to change <laughs> so, so it's it's february 4th 2012 that neptune i officially entered enters pisces, okay pisces right. and I and, jump in the gun. and it's there <laughs> well no it goes into it this year but then it um it, it but it's officially there for good in 2012, yeah, that's the and deal. And the other thing is that, you know, Chiron is going to go into Pisces, too. And all the time that Neptune and Chiron have been together in Aquarius, they have been uh, inspiring all kinds of deeper-level consciousness. Mm. And Barbara Hancloud says that it's the end of religion as we know it. You know, um, all this, I mean, that, that's a big statement, but, you know, and it may take another It is a big statement, years. but, um, <laughs> but I, I, I think you're... Uh, you're on to something there, too. <laughs> but, yes, but, so, yeah, so, you know, so we would think that something something rather remarkable will happen in 2012 due to, to many, you know, uh, astrological sig- signif- significators. But um, more and more, uh, you know, like, if, like I just finished studying all this uh, history of astrology. Amazing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they never knew that, you know, America existed. They never knew that, uh, you know, other parts of the world exist. Every time... They didn't know the sun was in the center of the universe. They didn't, you know, they were all in the dark ages. <laughs> yeah. So funny. And so, like, after I read the book, I said, well, it only makes sense that the next logical stop is that we discover that there's life beyond Earth. That's because right. Because it's been from time immemorial that there's always, it's always expanding. Our awareness is always expanding. It always so, is. So that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking, too. Okay. Well, um, Jenny, it has been an honor and a pleasure have you on the show today. This has been a wonderful, wonderful hour uh, on our solstice. Happy well, solstice Sharita, to you again. I'm, I'm going to put you up on YouTube soon. Okay. Cool. <laughs> the tape we shot together. Okay. Wonderful. My project. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Happy, happy solstice and um, thank you. Happy holidays and all of those good things. Yes. Happy, okay. happy new year. Okay. We'll, we'll see you in 2011. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Take care. Thank you so much again, Jenny, for joining us. And again, my dear listeners, you can find Jenny Lynch on the web at 
www.jennylynch.com. You've been listening to What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number with me, Sharita Starr. Be sure to check in on our blog, sharitastarradio.blogspot.com. Remember, if you've got a question, a comment, just email me, sharitastarradio at gmail.com. Don't be shy and go right to our website, www.berkshireradio.org. Leave a comment, suggestion, because we want to know what you think. We value your opinion and your voice matters. Stay tuned. You're listening to WBCRLP 97.7 FM, Great Barrington. We'll see you next year in 2011 for another edition of What's Your Sign? I Have Your Number on January 4th with special guest, psychic medium Bill Phillips, who will be live in the studios here with us while visiting from California. Bill will be joining me for another Not to Miss Hour where he will be sharing his expertise on what spirit will ask of us in 2011 and why his very own star secrets indicate he has the innate talent of channeling that he does. We will be taking callers, so get those questions ready if you enjoy hearing what answers spirit wishes to share with you. We hope you are better from our hour together. Happy winter solstice, happy Yule, and happy holidays to all. Namaste and much love to you, dear stars. See you in 2011.